We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Saying that he's off to a nice start. Why does it have to be all or nothing all the time? Like, what am I doing? I'm doing it for the show. Feel the 68 till I die. This is the Field of 68 After Dark Show, the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Saturday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark here on Sirius XM Channel 84. That is the ESPNU station. We're streaming live over on YouTube. If you're watching there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, jump in the chat, ask us some questions. We'll be asking, uh, answering them during breaks. We're presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. My name is Rob Dosser. I'm joined tonight by stadium insider Jeff Goodman and a man who could not be more excited about a potential Duke-North Carolina Final Four matchup. It's Wake Forest legend Randolph Childress. Guys, Villanova is heading back to the Final Four after knocking off Houston tonight. We have a pair of interesting Elite Eight matchups that we're going to have to break down later on in the show. But first and foremost, we just watched the Duke Blue Devils and Coach K lock up a trip to New Orleans where they are either going to face North Carolina, or the number 15 seed, St. Peter's Peacocks. Goodman, how impressed are you with what Coach K has been able to do with this Duke team during this tournament? I am, but they're talented. Like, (laughs) I'm impressed, obviously, but you look at them tonight against Arkansas, and you're like, okay, you see the difference at basically every position. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're more athletic. They're more talented. Jalen Williams is terrific, but Mark Williams is better. You know, and and that's probably the closest they come. J.D. Note is terrific, but Wendell Moore is bigger, and, and and it's hard to score on on these big, athletic, long dudes that Paulo. I mean, come on, like he's got pros. We've known this all along. To be honest, their defense regressed for a while, and that made us question. And then Carolina went in and smacked them on Coach K night at Cameron, and it made us question them. But this is still the most talented team in the country. And I'm not sure if they're the favorite to win it all. But if you're talking strictly on talent, they are favored to win it all. You're not going to out-athlete those guys, right? I mean, when you got a traditional big, it's more of a style that gives them trouble. If you can't take Mark Williams out and space the floor with him, I don't think you can beat him. So you better go small and pull him out and have a stretch five, so to speak, and get him out the paint. If you just got a reg, a big that can dribble handoff that plays in the paint, that's you know he's going he's, they're going to clog up everything. 
And it, it, that's what helps their defense getting better. I think in the conference play, teams just schemed it and kind of went small and said, hey, when Mark's in, we're just spacing you out. And if you got a guy that's just going to dribble handoff and can't score on the perimeter, I mean, he that's why he was ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He he makes a difference, and he just he just made Jalen Williams look average, and he's a good player. Yeah, Duke won 78-69 tonight. A.J. Griffin had 18 points. Paolo Bancaro had 16 Seven and three assists. Mark Williams with 12 and 12 with three blocks. Wendell Moore had 14. They did it tonight, guys, without a great game from Jeremy Roach. And that's the one spot that I'm, I've am i been worried about with Duke all season long. That was the one spot I was worried about in this matchup. We saw this Arkansas perimeter defense, RC, completely eat up Andrew Nemhard and the Gonzaga Bulldog backcourt. It did not matter tonight for Duke. Jeremy Roach had nine points, two assists. He had five turnovers. He looked like the Jeremy Roach we saw basically the entire season. And Duke still ran a very good and very hot Arkansas team, basically out of the gym. I thought he had his moments tonight. I, I, he had some careless turnovers, I think, being yeah. being indecisive a little bit. But he had his moments. I mean, he was a little – he was real aggressive getting to the cup. You know, he wasn't as – you know, he wasn't as hesitant as he's been. I think that that's gotten him in trouble. But the problem that – you know, when they go with Ben Carroll, it's four guys that can initiate offense. Mm-hmm. And they just need him not to turn it over in key moments. But he's aggressive now. He's scoring. He's He's been playing good ball. He's the reason they're here. I mean, make no mistake about it. His improved play is a big reason why they're here, and he's shown he's capable of doing it. A couple of turnovers a night with careless, little lackadaisical, overpassing type of things that I think he can clean up. But the level of aggression that he's playing with, with the talent that's around him, I mean, they're going to be, if he's just solid, they're going to be tough. They're not deep. Listen, no, they're not deep, but they got six dudes that can all hurt you, right? right. That's the one thing that makes him difficult to defend against is – you know, and, and really, if you're Coach K, it's almost like you look at matchups. He's not necessarily the guy, the coach that's done that always over the years, but that's almost what you should do with this new team because you're going to have clear matchup advantages. You know, depending on the next the next game, right? If it's St. Peter's, you're certainly going to have those matchup advantages. Carolina, and I know we'll get to it in a little bit. If they play Carolina, man, it's going to be interesting because all I listen, I was there for that one. And it was so ugly, and there was so much pressure on him. There's going to be a different kind of pressure on him if they play Carolina this time. Yeah, that that matchup was so much more. That that entire game was about so much more than the game. Like, the game itself didn't matter. It was the event, the spectacle, the fans coming in, the 48-hour nonstop cameras, everything about Coach K in his last game. Um, in the Final Four, it's going to be about the Final Four. Yeah, yes, there is the storyline, right? That it's Coach K's last Final Four. It's his last national title. But there's a there's something to play for. There's a basketball game on the line. That that other game didn't matter, right? They they weren't playing. Uh, it mat- hey, it mattered when they lost. It mattered no, when they lost, Rob. But but I, yes, I get that. But it's very difficult to. Yes. Uh, our, it's difficult to motivate yourself when the only goal is not to lose, right? Now they're playing for something to win. And they're playing like they've gotten better every single game in this tournament. I thought they were done against Michigan State. They gave up that run. They're down by five. They come back and find a way to win that game. Um, I thought that they were done against Texas Tech. Like they took a punch in the mouth in the in the opening minutes of that game. Uh, Texas Tech made a run in the second half. Duke closed out. I think it, they against the number one defense in the country, RC, they made their last. I think it was their last nine shots. They didn't miss a shot in the last nine minutes of that game. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 growing in confidence. I, I have a question for RC. Go ahead, RC. I got a question for you here. Yep. As a former player, 
you're watching Carolina St. Peter's tomorrow and you're Duke. Who do you want? I mean, you want Carolina again? I mean, you do, don't you? I, I, I think they do. I think they called him out. I, I think that's the game that they want. I mean, make no mistake about it. It's a rivalry game. It's, it, it's a game that they felt as though, you know, you heard them say that, you know, Paulo called him out in the ACC tournament. You know, he was yep. expecting to say, hey, who do you want to play? We want to play Carolina. Said that at his post-game interview. So I think that's the game they're going to want because of what happened. They, the guys are going to rally around Coach K and want to have a little redemption if, 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 it, if it is Carolina. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we all want that, right? Yeah. I, I love I love the St. Peter's storyline. I, I don't I don't want St. Peter's at the final four. I want Duke Carolina at the final four. Duke, Carolina, New Orleans. The last time the final four was in New Orleans, Jeff, it was Louisville, Kentucky. You remember how crazy it was. I was there, man. I was there. Those <laughs> and those Kentucky fans. Uh yeah, I was there because they they really didn't like me back then. So it was uh I had to drink a lot. Uh, to you know, to to get through that that whole stretch there, but you, you had to buy a lot of drinks for people to keep them from coming up and hitting you in the back of the head with a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Well, Peter McNeely ain't ain't gonna come down to New Orleans with me to save my ass this time. Yeah, don't worry, we got RC. You'll be alright. Yeah, we got enough guys. But I, but I wouldn't mind be seeing St. Peter's either. As crazy as it sounds, I, I I can get another week of, of that story as well. Either way, we win. So when we no win. Doubt. Either way, whether you get a now again, here's the thing: if you're Coach K and you get this far and you lose to Carolina again and they sweep you, right? They sweep you on Coach K night and with a chance to get to the national title game in your final season. Like, what do you think they will build a statue of Hubert Davis outside <laughs> of the Dean Dome immediately? He doesn't have to win a damn another game. Like, if he does that, like, he might as well just retire. He might get a contract extension for sure. He should. He should. <laughs> He'd get a contract extension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will. He will. Um, so, I, I do just want to ask you guys this. The the defense is a bit, was a concern early on for Duke in this tournament, right? We yep. had questions about whether or not they were going to be able to um, to lock down the way they needed to. Are you still concerned about that, RCO? Go to you first on that one. You're always concerned when you're dealing with a bunch of young guys. But like I said, their defense is predicated on Mark Williams being available. Right. I mean, right. He, he just makes up for everything else. Now, the, the Wings and, and, and Wendell Moore and those guys and, and Trevor Kill, they can get so much more aggressive knowing, like, go in there. If you want to go in there and shoot over Mark Williams, good luck. You're going to shoot 30%. He's going to block it. You're going to miss it. Rebound outlet, we're running. The biggest difference is that. And when you get into the tournament in some of these matchups, it depends on the matchup. If you're playing Duke and you can't pull Mark Williams out of the paint, you're going to have a tough time. You're not shooting 40, 50 percent against yeah, them. So, that. You're, so, you're going to struggle. Let me let me let me flip that on you. So Jalen Williams can pull Mark Williams out of the paint, right? Like he's he played on the perimeter. They got some stuff off of that early in this game. Uh, Armando Baycott is not someone that's going to pull him away from the basket. Last no. time we saw Duke play Carolina, Carolina won. We just right. watched Duke whip up on Arkansas here. So how does is that was that just context? Is that just you had other guys playing better? What happened to those matches? I don't think Williams played that great. And I don't in the sense of outside the paint. I, I think they're more so like, hey, you know, and there's a difference in him making a shot or two or making a play and Duke saying, Are you gonna make enough plays to beat us? For 40 minutes, I'm not buying it. And the Duke, and I and we said this before at the time, I think it was so many other things. It was just a spectacle that and that everybody was just mentally, those kids were mm -hmm. worn out from it. Kay was worn out, everything about that. 
now this team is a little more motivated. They're, 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 they're dialed into what they need to do. There's so much at stake now. Now they see the finish line. You, you, this is for New Orleans. Uh, you know, and if they're there, they meet them there. It'll be in New Orleans for the national championship. So it's not the attention. Everybody's going to be the same at that point. What's at stake is going to be the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. You agree, Jeff? Yeah, I'm just worried that my daughter locked herself outside of the hotel room getting this the food for the, <laughs> from the robot. My 18-year-old daughter. Like, come on. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Like, like I'm telling you, she's going to knock on the door in a second because she can't get back in. Guarantee we're going to hear a knock. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you this. Um, the apple does not fall for, far from the tree. <laughs> what do you mean? One. I'm great with technology. Yeah, I could I could see you being one of those guys that locks yourself out of the uh, out, out of your hotel room. She just said she said accidentally. She texted me. Ready, ready. Here's the text. Accidentally locked myself out. I'll wait till you have a minute. He never gave us the damn cookies. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm gonna let her back. Yeah, oh, man. It'll be interesting to see if, if it does get down to that Carolina. There's, there's a lot of stories about it in, in Duke winning. I mean, they won it. Both teams won in each other's court. So it's a lot. It's a great story. It's a lot at stake. You know, but I, I would imagine right now both teams are really playing well. But I, I would imagine Duke would be the favorite. Is, is there any way that this can end without Coach K cutting down, not just the Nets he's cutting down right now in, uh, in San Francisco, but cutting down the Nets in New Orleans too? Like, what, that's is there just, any way? What did you say? Is there any way? Of course. That's just, that's, that's just destiny at this point. I don't know if it's destiny. I mean, shit, we could have a final four, guys. Think about this. Duke, Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. Yeah. Like, blue blood, blue blood, blue blood, yeah. blue blood. Yeah. I mean, the only one you don't have there is Kentucky when you're talking about probably the five best programs over – well, I don't want to say over the last few years because Kentucky's been – yeah, they weren't great last year, but whatever. Five, you know, the, the big one that you wouldn't have is Kentucky. Um, but that would be a, an incredible Final Four if that happens to some degree, just because, again, you're going to have big boys. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Look, yeah. I love I, the St. Peter's story. I love Doug Edder. I love him jumping up on, on tables after wins. Uh, Shaheen Holloway and what he's been able to build there. It's great. It's fantastic. It's the, it's the Cinderella to end all Cinderella's. It feels like we say this every year when there's a run, but this is the Cinderella to end all Cinderella's. And Goodman, turn off your notifications. Damn. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't know. It's on my phone. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two years to feel the 68, and you I still know. have no idea how to turn off your notifications. Anyway, They're um, I don't I, – I, 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 love, I love the idea of – St. Peter's. I don't want St. Peter's at the Final Four. You want the big boys, the biggest stories. You Why are you so negative on Shaheen players? Holloway? I mean, come on. How could like, I be, be how, nice? I'm not. I'm not negative on Shaheen Holloway. I am I'm telling Shaheen. I'm texting him right now, saying you do not want Shaheen Holloway in New Orleans. <laughs> go ahead. No, go yeah, ahead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell him to come on here and and, and light a fire under your ass. That's that's bullshit. Uh, although I will tell you this: this would, would be, be one of the greatest stories ever. If St. Yeah, Peter's got to the final four and, and, and they could win another damn game, they could beat and, and, coach and K against Shaheen. Who are you? Who's the better coach? Shaheen Holloway. Well, you know what would happen then, right? The, St. Peter's would absolutely end coach K's career and Doug Itter would be dancing on his grave. That's what he'd be doing <laughs> oh, with the mustache. Oh. Right, here, here, I have a question for you guys. RC's got the beard going. Dagan's got the beard going. Goodman. I don't know if he can go 
both hold beer and a beer going. No, if St. Peter's makes the final four, are we gonna are we gonna have to 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 cut just the mustache in honor, or is that only nuts hanging Dagan? Yeah, whatever we need to do, man. Doug Eddard. Can we bring Doug Eddard out in New Orleans? Regardless, listen, we know he's gonna be in New Orleans, right? Like whether they get there or not, he's gonna be there. We have number one thing is getting Doug Eddard on after dark next week in New Orleans. Yes. It'll has to happen. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And you should honestly, if that happens, Rob, you, you should bring the razor, bring bring the razor and and get to work while he's on set. <laughs> yeah, I, I might do that. <laughs> I might do that. Like while we're live, just sitting there with that. Yes, the yes absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh good man. thing All is, right. hey, the only good thing is I don't have to get in that that Providence mascot. Thank God. Man, I was worried for a minute. And so right now on the live broadcast, we have Dana O'Neill and Pat Forty in there. Uh, Coach Case is going to try to cut down the nets, and you have Dana yeah. O'Neill and Pat Forty bothering him. Let the man celebrate, Dana. Let the man celebrate, Pat. I remember in New Orleans 10 years ago, whatever, yeah, 10 years ago, when, uh, when they won the whole thing, uh, Kentucky did. David Warlock literally came up to me afterwards, and he was like, who do you, you, who do you want? And I'm like, Anthony Davis. And he brought Anthony Davis over to me after that, which was kind of cool. That's kind of the, the one thing. You, you, don't, you, you, don't have the, you don't have juice like that anymore. No, I can't get that done anymore. Hell no. Now they're calling about my cookies. How about this? My daughter, man. <laughs> like, she went downstairs. <laughs> Listen, I think this is the we perfect time for us to. Issues, uh, man. I, think, I think this is the perfect time for us to take our first break to go hear from our sponsors so listen yeah. when we come back we're going to be talking about villanova we're going to be talking about houston and i'm going to tell you why i still think that villanova has a chance uh, to make some noise even if that injury to justin moore is as bad as it looked clear 90 seconds can you get it together goodman this can you can, disaster your, tonight your notifications are going off your but they're going off on my phone and they're saying so they're turn off. it off so I turn can't. it off. I've tried. Turn it off. Can't do it. I'm going to turn off this my is, whole phone in a second. Uh, we're, we're about to turn you off on the Zoom and just, just go without you. We should kick you off and just get Talia going on over here. Well, how can you get her? She's downstairs trying to get the robot. <laughs> can't get her. She goes give us a chocolate milk and cookies. All right, exactly. Can you, all right, can you really quick? Can you explain to the chat and let them know what the robot is? Because that's <laughs> the robot is the, the food delivery robot. It's thirty grand, and they pay like five grand a month for it, I think. And the robot comes upstairs and delivers your food. So my my daughter's been waiting for this for like four four nights since we've been here. She orders it. I don't know what happened, but she locked herself out, and uh, she went down to try to figure it out now. So hopefully she's going to come up with some damn milk and cookies. <laughs> hey, you know what? That, that reminds me. RC, do you remember how good that uh, that 30? massive, the uh, the cookies that we had at the casino was? Yeah, the frisbees. I mean, and- <laughs> Were they yeah, good? They, yeah, they, they, they what, do you, what do you call those things? It's like the, the cast. They, it was a skillet. They took it was a cast a skillet. iron skillet. Oh, I love that. Made- that. Oh, and they made a they so made a good. cookie in a cast iron skillet, and then they gave you a bowl of ice cream that you just plopped on top of it. Oh, Ten seconds, oh, it's a level. Yeah, I went. I went into di- a diabetic coma after eating that.
We're back. This is the Feel of 68 After Dark Live. Sirius XM Channel 84. That is the ESPNU station. We're streaming over on YouTube. If you're watching there, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If we get to 300 likes on this video, I will chug a beer on camera. There you and go. then go to sleep because I'm very, very tired. Rob Doster <laughs> here with Randolph Childress and Jeff Goodman. Uh, we just spent probably too much time breaking down Coach K and, and the potential of him getting back to uh, a Final Four where he'll take on North Carolina. We'll, we'll preview some of these Elite Eight games uh, that are happening on Sunday here. I don't think we spent too much time on Coach K. I mean, he's the damn goat, and he just made the Final Four yeah. with two more wins. He could go out. What a the way that, like, it's amazing. Here's the, here's the thing. Like, look, I I love what this Duke team is. I really, really enjoy watching this Duke team play. I am I'm so tired of the story about Coach K, like the end of his career. Like, I get it. It's he's he's awesome. He's great. If he wins a title, it'll be six six titles over the span of 28 years. Like, he's the greatest to ever do it. But like, I just I. So you don't want so, Shaheen there? Wait, wait. You don't want Shaheen there? You don't want K no, there? Who do just, you want there? Yeah, I Who do want, you want K there? In the final four. I want K in the what final you four. But you know, you know what I wanted him to do? You want you want Danny Hurley there? That's what you want. I would I would have loved if UConn was there. Don't 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 get it twisted. I would have loved if UConn was there. They were gone a long time ago, Bobby. A long time ago. I can't I can't even remember seeing them play. They've already had like three guys declare for the draft. That's how long ago it's been. There are, Luke Murray's already living in the portal. That's how long ago it was, right? He doesn't even remember what their play calls were. Um, but I'm just I got I have I have Coach K ending fatigue. I, I wish I wish he pulled a Roy Williams and just that's, not, that's my daughter's in the elevator with the robot right now. I, there's the, there's the robot. I'll tell you what. I, I like the Coach K story way more than the story about your daughter and this freaking robot. <laughs> All right. What's next? Villanova and Houston, man. Let's hmm. before we before we talk about Justin Moore and the impact that any potential injury that he would have uh, going forward. I, let's. How impressive is it that they're back here? I, I, Goodman, I said this the other day. This team reminded me so much of the 2016 team. Remember, they got smacked by Oklahoma. Yeah. Early on in the year, and then they turned it around, and we, we the whole season we kept saying, eh, "I don't know if they're good enough. I don't know if they're good enough. They don't have pros. They don't have this. They don't have that. They just got a bunch of dudes that don't make mistakes, that don't beat themselves, and make just enough plays to be able to win." And they are, they're so much fun to watch. I don't know if RC, you should appreciate it even more than, yeah. than we do, because yeah. as yeah. a as a former player and a coach who who's coached in the ACC, high level dudes who are hard these days to get to buy in. My God, like Jay Wright, what he's done with that program. They just moved the ball. As I tweeted, like they will turn down a good shot every single time for a great shot. It's amazing. Now, I know they didn't score it great. They didn't shoot it great tonight. But it's not for a a lack of like discipline or playing the right way. And, And defensively, they were terrific tonight. They're so fun to watch because, again, they don't beat themselves. You try to get smaller, non-athletic guys. That's the way they're supposed to play. You drive the lane. You play off two feet. You guys are watching these bigger athletic guys trying to Euro step and do all these other different things, and they're just not beating themselves. They're just coming in, playing off two feet, shot fake. Guys don't shot fake anymore. They don't work on it. And, and people talk about it. it's on the scouting report, and you sitting there, Brandon Slater, shot fake. You're going for it. You know, Samuel shot fake. You're going for it. And these guys continue to, you know, to go after it. They just do what they do. 
and they don't beat themselves. And they just, it's fun to watch. And I I, I was disappointed to see what happened to Justin. I know him and his family's that's a brutal, you knew what, you knew what it was when you saw it. And it's, it's going to be tough for them going forward, but a hell of an accomplishment. And this team just figures it out. Yeah. uh, We might as well just go there. It was, it, it, I don't want to say that what it was, but it very much looked like it was yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he, he blew blew an Achilles tendon. The way that they were reacting on the bench made you think that it was something that was pretty serious. And when it's Achilles and Achilles, you you can know. Right. That's that's something is you don't need the MRI to tell you definitively like you can know. And and Jay was very uh, in the press conference. He basically said, I don't expect him to to be playing anymore. So. That means Caleb Daniels is going to step into the starting lineup. That means that they are basically going to be five deep with maybe Brian Antoine coming off the bench because they're already playing without um, Jordan Longino. Longino, however you pronounce his name. So it's it's how can can Villanova can can they win in the final four? Can you play five guys and win? I mean, we've seen North Carolina do it for 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 one game part of a month. Sure, for one game, why can't you? Now, again, the, the key is like Eric Dixon. Can he can he stay out of tr- foul trouble? Right, like you're going to go up against whether it's Miami, probably Kansas. Uh, David McCormick's a big boy, and and they could throw a light foot in there, and they got Jalen Wilson who can attack the basket. That's my biggest concern with Villanova is you know if somebody gets in foul trouble. But for one game, yeah, I mean, like listen, RC, you know this, like they're still young kids. Like they can play 38 minutes, especially with the TV timeouts right now during the NCAA tournament, they are long. So they'll get those breathers if you play it correctly. But again, it's foul trouble. That's, that's the biggest worry to me for Villanova. And the the good thing about that, the good thing about that is Villanova doesn't foul. Like they don't, they don't foul. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make mistakes. They don't give up defensive rebounds. They, they all, that's that's all they do is is they go out there and they just do the things that you have to do to be able to win. Like we talk about fundamentally sound teams, they are so annoyingly fundamentally sound. That it, that it's in every way, in every way, in every way, in every way. That's some, why that's why they win. Someone's going to have to play out of their mind, though. They're going to miss. Right. They need Justin's ability to score. Who, who's going to score? Yeah. He can stretch yeah. the floor. He can shoot it. Yeah. You take that away now. Now you're yeah. just loading up on Colin Gillespie. You're just yeah. loading up. You're closing out hard on him. Caleb Everyone Daniels. else, Daniels has to be the guy. He's got to step up. And yeah. then Brandon yeah. Slater. It's got between Samuel Slater's Dixon. One of those guys got to step up and be a guy for that game, whatever game that is. If it's if it's the first, you know, then it's semifinals or the finals. They got to somebody else got to step up. But they're gonna miss Justin Moore's ability to make shots. It's got to be November Brandon Slater. And, and, yes. and back before he got hurt, he was a factor. I mean, he was shooting the three. He had we confidence. You were talking about him as a pro. Yes. I, yes. I still yes. think he can be a pro. I think his, I honestly think his confidence is shot on the offensive end. It's not nearly what it was back in November and early December. Um, but if I'm Jay Wright, I'm telling him, like, we, we ain't winning without you. There's, we have no chance unless you give us 10 points. We'll, we'll, we'll take, like, I'm going to yank your ass for Brian Antoine if you don't shoot the ball because we can't have you out there as an offensive liability now. Yep. They got to score more than 50 points. I mean, you know, it, it, I know Houston's a good defensive team, but they're going to struggle to score unless somebody else steps up that's not accustomed to making shots. Yeah. I mean, Caleb Daniels is a guy that has been a scorer in a past life. We've seen Jermaine Samuels pop off for 25 or 30 points. Um, 
So it's 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 doable. It's definitely doable, especially if you end up with Miami, right? If Miami finds a way to get to the yeah. final four, they actually match up really well with Miami. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen, but who knows, man? Apparently the ACC is basically the NBA at this point, <laughs> right, RC? Seriously. <laughs> the hell is happening with the ACC? And, 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 it's, and it's funny because everybody's all this talk about the ACC. No, you sucked yeah. earlier in the year. You right, did. Right, right, exactly. and, and we figured it out. Like, stop all this narrative like, oh, the ACC. Right. No, you were down. Right. Carolina's uh, an AC. Like, like I hate like, when like, this happens. It's like got better into the year. It's great coaching. They got better. I get, it, it's happened. You know, it can and be you get insane. a little luck. Both, both things can be right. Yeah, you right. get lucky matchups. Teams got hot. Come on. You know, Duke's talented. We get it. Right. But right. stop this narrative that that it, it was a great. It was not a great year in the right. that we were wrong. No, the no, narrative is was we wrong. were the wrong. Yeah, you no, know what you're talking no. about. We were wrong. Stop it. No, exactly. You were four sixteen against the rest of the. Ranked teams in a you know, like get out of here with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say, he's frustrated, man. He's he's, he's, he's done with this. I can't yeah. tell you people stop me yeah. all the time about that. Yeah, you guys were saying. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, you know what? If you don't shut up, and get away from me with this foolishness. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> and I, now, I, you I was, what, now you know what? Now you know what I go through every day. No, every I, day. I, I, I said that. I said now I know how it feels to be Jeff Goodman. I got people Sucks, running up on me in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I will I'll, I'll I'll say this about it though. I'll say this about North Carolina. I don't think that we gave them enough credit for the run that they made late in the ACC because of how bad that that league was. They've won like what? 16 out of 19, 15 out of 18, something like that. They won, I think yeah. it was uh I think it was 9 out of the last 11 in regular season play including the win at Duke and I know they had a loss to Pitt in there like yeah, that's that's ugly. I get it. But I don't think we gave them enough credit heading into March for what they were able to do down the stretch of the regular season because we all thought that the conference was just dog shit. And, and it was a little bit better than dog shit. Once they I talked to like- Larinaga. So I talked to Larinaga in that, uh, about that uh, today. And, and one of the things he said was, listen, you know, the league, because of transfers, it got better. And, and I agree, but I think you could say that about every league and every team that had a lot of trans. I mean, look at Arkansas. Right, they got better. Obviously, they were terrible. The entire country is transferred. Like, better, no, exactly. you're, you're not the only right. one. That other has than transfers. other than Villanova and Purdue, everybody else had transfers. If you're in UConn, of course, uh, everybody else had transfers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> UConn could have used a transfer too. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> um, no, but I, I I think that it was one. Virginia Tech took a while to figure it out, and we thought that they were going to be one of the top top two or three teams to the bottom fell out of Louisville. Right. And we thought they were going to be one of the top three or four teams. Florida state could not get healthy. We thought they were going to be one of the top three or four teams and North Carolina didn't figure it out until February and North Carolina. That, that's a top 10 to 12 team in terms of talent. Like you oh, got Caleb. No Wild, We've been saying Andre that all Davis. year. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they're, they're, they're really good in terms of talent. And you know, what's wild about the, what, what this final four could end up being Duke basically plays six guys, right? Villanova played six guys before Justin Morris injury. They might play five guys. North Carolina only really wants to play five guys. Like we're, we talk about depth. There is no depth at this final four. Yeah. Most of the team throughout the year struggled with that. There hasn't been a lot of D team. I think that's, that's what enabled Virginia tech to make a run that they ran. They, they found a bench and started playing You know, uh, Darius Maddox started playing and the, the backup, the young backup guard Padula came in and started playing it gave them minutes, and, and some teams are just throwing guys out there. I mean, you look at that North Carolina-Baylor game. 
Demet, you know, Dontre Styles didn't play at all during the year. And then he comes right. in and hits that big three to start their overtime game, Rob. Mm-hmm. And you were like, if he didn't make that shot, you didn't think they, they were going to win the game. They were in they trouble. Lost. And, yeah, and that's they the guy lost that's if he been, didn't He was that. buried on a bench. I mean, when I watched him play during the year, he was one of the guys they were bringing back out to work out after the game just to keep his conditioning up. All right, RC, I got a, I, I got a, I got a question for you. It's a really important question too. I need an honest opinion on, on mm-hmm. so I'm going to put you on the spot for it. Caleb right. Love, heading into uh, the game yesterday, wore black shoes. Uh, at halftime, the, the the director of player development came over to him and said that you've never once played well with black shoes. He went out and changed them for all Carolina blue Jordan 11s, right? In the second half, he came out, he scored 27 points in the half. He hit the game tying three and the game, what was essentially the game winning three on back-to-back possessions. Was it the shoes? It has to be. Whatever it did, it gave him confidence (laughs) or something. I mean, you know, he's a streaky kid anyway. I I think it's just, you know, he saw it go in and he's really streaky and, and, uh, you know, obviously talented, but, he, he takes and makes some difficult shots. I think that's part of who he is. And and he, you know, once he gets shots going, but like I told you guys before, I, I think, you know, the steady play of RJ Davis allows him to be sporadic and he's been really consistent for them. And I think he's the reason why they're here. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I mean, my question to you, Rob is why the hell did it take this long for the director yeah. of basketball operations to figure it out? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Hubert Hubert Davis said that that guy needed a raise. Well, look, you know what? You Is that Hoots? To, I think it's Eric yeah. Hoots, maybe. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to cut his Give pay Hoots a, a little bit. You got to yeah. cut his pay a little bit for not for for no, he did that it. long to figure it out. Hey, that long? He, at least he did it at the right time. At least he yeah, did it. He mean, did it when true. he needed it. He saved the season. Right. Yeah, they're they're one uh, they're one second place finisher in the MAC away from getting to the Final Four. So I guess there's there's only so much that you can actually complain about um, at this point. Listen, we uh we're, we we got to step away here for a second. On the other side of this break, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Penny and the sanctions coming down at the University of Memphis. We are ninety seconds. All right, Greg. Do we have any questions in the chat? Uh, we don't have a ton in the chat right now. There was a lot of Memphis buzz, but we're going to get to that after the break. Um, yeah, not a ton going on right now. Have my milk and cookies. Have my milk and cookies. There you go. There you go. I'm getting ready. You're a child. I've never done. Jeffrey. No, I've never done milk and like I've done cookies. I've never done milk with cookies ever. Wow. That's sad. I don't know how to do it with this thing either. Why? What do you mean? Why? Why what? Why? Why have you never had milk and cookies? I just haven't. I don't know. I was never given milk and cookies as a kid. I was completely. You were deprived. Penalized. You were. Be- you, were you know what it was? You, your parents probably got frustrated because you were that child that kept getting locked out of the hotel rooms whenever you went on vacation. Monsters <laughs> <laughs> ripping on you right now, Tal. For being locked out of the hotel room. So that's pretty sad. I ran after the robot. She ran after the robot. She was chasing the robot. She was going to tackle the robot. I actually kind of did. I stopped him in motion. You were good. Are the cookies good? They're really good. Really good. Did you already eat yours? You have one? There are only three. There were four the other day. All right. Thank you. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Now we got to watch Goodman stuff his face. What is this broadcast? We're towards the end of the year. Anything goes now. 
We are live. It is the Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM Channel 84. That is the ESPN station. Rob Doster, Randolph Childress, Jeff Goodman, who now has a Miller High Life, living the high life. Um, living the high life. We're going to preview the Elite Eight games on Sunday here in just a bit. Before we do that, we got to talk about a coach who is probably drinking a couple high lives right now after uh, after some news uh, broke. Um Memphis got their uh, notice of allegations. There were four level one violations, two level two violations, uh, and a seventh violation that was redacted. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Uh, It seems like the worst of it, Jeff, was stuff that Memphis did to try to cover their tracks in terms of um, of the the violations that were committed. Apparently, they turned in like a wiped hard drive. They turned in a phone that had uh, text messages deleted. Um, I'm assuming it was, didn't was that Mike Miller. Yeah, yeah they just didn't did, they didn't cooperate, and, and that's and listen, that's the biggest issue, right? Bruce Pearl, back years ago, right, lied to the NCAA, and what happened? He got that show cause at Tennessee and got fired. Mm-hmm. Times have changed a little bit, certainly, but you know how badly are they going to hit Penny Hardaway here for not cooperating? Um, you know, and again, even when all this stuff came out years ago. Uh, they they kind of instead of just falling on the sword, they they they, they want the opposite approach, and to me that's just going to piss off the NCAA at this point. So you wonder how hard they're going to get hit. But again, yeah, Mike Miller, Penny Hardaway, those are the two central figures right now on the staff. Mike Miller's uh, an agent right now; he's not coaching. Uh, it's funny I put it out there recently that I thought he would be somebody that you know, Florida should look at when the opening came up, but I didn't realize that the violations were so, I mean, you can't hire Mike Miller now, obviously. And the big question is like, how hard does Penny Hardaway get hit in this? Cause this is different than USC or Auburn or even Sean Miller at Arizona um, or Kansas. This is a different deal. Again, when you don't cooperate, that's when the NCAA can just hit you with whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to make an example out of them with that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think when you you, you they're going to be upset about it, and and people are going to bring in those other things and try to make those comparisons. Again, it's not a racial thing, but what you can't do is it's like throwing yourself to the mercy of the court or going to trial. They always tell you, "Hey, if we go to trial and we got to spend all this money. I'm I'm going for the max." Yeah, yeah. and if you know anything, that, that's the best analogy I can give to you when you're dealing with the NCAA. If you just jump, you know, you come in and say. Hey, this is what happens. You know, this is what we did and kind of beg for mercy, so to speak. But when you when you try to hide it and they find out, then, you know, the, the like you said, the Bruce Pearl, Tennessee situation is probably the more accurate description of it. Yeah, the, the only thing I will say is this. We saw Oklahoma State bend over backwards to try to to try to cooperate with the NCAA. Right. Mike Boyden, I don't think he could have done anything else to be as cooperative as he possibly could have been. It's a new staff, new team, uh, all that. The only violation that was uh, ever confirmed was basically $300 being given to one player from a rogue assistant coach. And Oklahoma State got a one-year postseason ban, and they found out literal days before the season was supposed to start. So why? Yeah. my counterpoint would be like, why would you do anything to help the NCAA when you help them and they're going to hammer you for really no good reason? That one was just baffling, though. The Oklahoma State one makes no sense when you look at like USC and Andy Enfield and USC 
uh, with an assistant coach going to jail and not getting anything. Like, I, I don't get that. I, I still, if I was Mike Morton, if I was Oklahoma State, man, I'd be suing the, the shit out of the NCAA. Whatever I could, I don't get it. And I know you can't, but. Jeff, you said that, but that was my point to all of that. I mean, we got to say, when we use that, we got to say the same thing with Book and Sean. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. book book goes to jail, and yep. th- this man has felony on his record. He can't get a job at Amazon, and then Sean goes and he gets a job. And, and again, yep. we like Sean, yep. you know, yep. he, but he gets Xavier. It's nothing personal, yep. but right. a guy went to jail, yeah, and yeah. you know, Sean leaves Arizona, and then now he's right back in it, getting a head coach at at, at, at Xavier, and book is done, done, and done. I, and I don't understand. Done. Like those are the things that I'm talking. So when we talk about this, I notice. Penny thing is just different because he was directly there. The Oklahoma State thing makes no sense because they, you know, not everybody was even involved in that. This is directly linked to Penny, and he's got an answer for that. But my issue is th- those are some of the things that make people look at this and go, what, like, what are we doing? I've even said that about Rick. You know, Rick leaves Arizona, and then he can go on, and he goes to Iona. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. But Kenny – Kenny Johnson goes to LaSalle and LaSalle is like, hey, we can't have, you know, that stuff to happen there. We can't. It's because so, they, it's because they feel, again, those are the guys who they actually had proof doing the deed, right? Like the other one is, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, but what do they call it? the term? It's slipping my my mind right now. But the but but the the biggest thing control, you always say you know. is lack of institutional control. Right, the coach yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 rule is the coach takes responsibility no matter what. If you're the head coach, Jeff and Rob and I are running around here doing whatever the hell we want to do. Yep, yep. It's on you. You're supposed to fall on the sword anyway. Right. It doesn't matter. That's the rule. So yep. that's my point in that. I don't understand. You can't say that. And then in those situations, it's like, all right, the rule don't apply to to these guys. And then, it, but but these assistants, and we're talking about a guy going to jail. He never should have gone to jail. The fact that he oh. went to jail for this entire thing was ridiculous. So, th- there was one actual. But again, that's not NCAA. That, that that's completely. It's not. Different. It's not. That's there, but there was different. one. There was one. But here's the thing: there was one actual criminal in this. It's a guy named Marty Blazer who embezzled two point three five million dollars from clients to make a horror movie with. The uh, the guy from the Green Mile with um, Misha Barton and with Devin Sawa, right? He made a horror movie with those three actors that completely bombed. It has like a point four five on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the worst movies ever made. He stole more than $2 million from clients in Pittsburgh to be able to do that. And what happened was when the SEC discovered that, they basically said, okay, uh, what can you give us? And he said, I will give you college basketball. And you know what he did? He gave him Book Richardson. He gave him... Uh, I blanking on the name of the assistant from USC. He gave him Tony Lamont Bland. Evans, Tony, Tony Bland. Bland, gave him Chuck no, Carson. It's like bullshit. Listen, it of, was all bullshit. Was no, None of them should have went no to jail. Crime. We know that. There was we no crime committed. It was a bunch of people operating in this but we're not, up let, like, the NCAA created. But hold on, let me finish. The reason why the NCAA came down with the punishments as hard as they did is because of how bad this entire scandal looked for the sport. Sure. If this investigation doesn't happen and it's just Book Richardson giving $15,000 to whoever he gave it to, then, then you know what he gets? He gets a couple of your show calls. He'll get back in at some point. Right? They didn't but care. He, the NCAA doesn't give a shit about Book Richardson or Tony Bland or Chuck Person or Lamont Evans. They don't give a shit about any of them, right? Now, the question is, do they give a shit about Penny Hardaway? That's going to be the question. Because if they don't, they'll hammer him too. If they care about Memphis, if they care about Penny Hardaway, then they won't be that tough on him. 
And look, but how to do be you honest, care about? But hold on, let me ask you but yeah. I, before you even move on with that. How do I get that? You don't care about these assistants, yep. but you care about their head coaches because that's what you're saying. So you don't give a shit about these assistants, but you give a shit about their head coaches. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is they have and the I, actual. And, and I get proof. what you mean. I, right, I'm looking but, at it. Oh. But, but they're throwing this rule out there, and I, and I know I'm not. I'm not. We're talking to you, but you're yeah, not yeah. defending this. It's right. just a matter of no. They're throwing, fact, they're, they're throwing this this instant lack of institutional control that the rule is in play, and you know this because we've been in this for so long. The rule is in play for all, back in the day when you got caught cheating. I would just say, hey Jeff, I'm gonna take this hit. You just make sure I'm good, so I'm not right. gonna mess up your three million dollars. I'm going right. to lose my job. You just make sure I get it. So right. this rule was put into place so I I could just sit there and say, hey, I'll take the hit and be fired and be out of the business. Just make sure I get a job somewhere else, making money, whatever. I'm going to be good. I'm going to take the hit for the team. Yeah, That's what this rule is for. And so is this, so that, that's and, and that's why I know we're talking about Penny, but that's the issue even it's just, this was with Penny. So if you're not going to essentially do nothing to these other coaches – then what are we doing this for? Yeah, I mean, again, what they're doing is it, we're years later, we're removed from it all. So now I think if they had done this early on, there was more of an outrage at that point, and they felt like they had to hit so hard, which is what they did immediately with, oh, well, these guys are going to jail. We They got to be done, right? We, we got to hit them hard so that they're done. And now it's almost like, all right, like, does anybody care anymore? And nobody should have cared then. I mean, this was, again, this was stupid to begin with, but now it's almost like, you know what? It's five years removed. How hard are we get? Yeah, we hit. I mean, again, we'll, we'll see. That, but- that's the other problem. Like with the, this, this penny thing is it happened three years ago. James yes. Wiseman, James Wiseman is already washed up in the NBA, right? He's already injured and not playing in the NBA. And we're going to talk about punishing these guys. Now that's the biggest issue with the NCAA. You can't, and they're all getting the paid. Moment. Whatever penny did for Wiseman is basically legal now. Anyway, I mean, Wiseman yeah. would have made 20 times but more I, than whatever penny gave him. I, w- I will say this. Um, if Memphis gets hammered because they were basically told don't play this kid. And then they played that kid. And then they waved it in the NCAA's yeah. face. Like, you kind of you you walked into that one. You know what I mean? Like I, I, well, it's I just think stupid. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Just stupid. It's just stupid. So like you could sit here and say he shouldn't have been suspended right. in the first place, but you also bad advice. You were told not to play him, and you did whatever right. you wanted. But listen, we uh we're gonna take a quick break here. Um, when we come back, I am going to tell you why North Carolina and Kansas are virtual locks to be in the Final Four. Clear, 90 seconds. Hey, Jeff, just so you know, today's episode of The Field of 68 After Dark is sponsored by Honey. It's the easiest way for you to save money when shopping on your phone or your computer. Have you ever been to the spot? You're shopping for something online. You get to check out when it asks you for a promo code. You start Googling to try to find a way to save some money. Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past because Honey is a free tool that scours the Internet and finds you the one that best fits your cart. Here's how it works. You're shopping. You hit checkout. The honey button pops up. You click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds. The price you pay goes down. I use honey. I've told you guys this before. You know this. Uh, I bought my son all of his T-ball gear last weekend. And uh, if you have kids, you know how expensive that is. But with honey, I saved myself a good $45. Um, And it's free. It's easy. It works on a desktop. It works on a laptop. It works on an iPhone. All you got to do is activate it in your Safari app. 
If you don't already have Honey, you are straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and you'll be supporting this show. I would never recommend something that I don't use myself. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash March Madness. Jeff, there is no word on whether or not Honey would help save you a couple of dollars on that room service bill that you're going to end up having to pay for all of those cookies. Three cookies. Ten seconds. I got the chocolate milk, but I don't know what to do with the chocolate milk. I just might have to drink it straight. Maybe, you know what? I might be able to pour it in here. Get creative. Welcome back. Field of 68 After Dark. We are live. Sirius XM, channel 84. That is the ESPNU station. We're streaming over on YouTube. If you're watching there, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We get to 300 likes. I'll chug a beer on the stream. I'll do it. You don't have to tell me twice. Uh, my name is Rob Doster. I have Randolph Childress. I have Jeff Goodman. We're presented by our partners over at Bet Rivers. Gentlemen, we have two Elite Eight games coming up tomorrow. I'm going to be at North Carolina and St. Peter's, and I do think that that's going to be the late game. I think that's going to end up being the more interesting game. So it's going to be the game that we are going to talk about first. Right now, according to Bet Rivers, North Carolina is an eight and a half point favorite. The total there is 137. Jeff, is there any way that this run for the Peacocks continues? I mean, listen, is there any way we thought they would get this far? Like nobody thought they would get this far and and here they are. Uh, So yeah, Shaheen Holloway and the Peacocks could absolutely win it. I just, man, like it's got to end, doesn't it? Like, it's got to end. I mean, this Carolina team's talented. They're playing with confidence. Caleb Love looks like a damn NBA player uh, the second half of that game. R.J. Davis has been good. Brady Maddox making shots. You know what? It's interesting, guys. I wonder if there's any correlation between Dawson Garcia not being with this program right Mm now. I I was talking with someone about that yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was talking with someone about that yesterday, and they said um, that – what's kind of happened is like Brady Manick has stepped into something of like a real leadership role in the team. And RC, we talked about this a lot earlier in the year that the team lacked leadership. And what kind of happened was Brady Manick didn't really feel owner. Like he felt like he was a part of the group instead of being like, okay, I need to be the voice on this team. When Dawson Garcia left but it wasn't it was it wasn't when he said he wasn't coming back it was when like he was kind of gone and Brady Man steps into the starting lineup and he's got to play a bigger role like he kind of he he felt like his voice mattered more and he was able to say stuff in practice and get on people and yell at Caleb Love and yell at RJ Davis and get Armando Baycott in line and that kind of brought everything together and now it's clicking because they kind of have like a like an anchor. Does that make sense? Like they have their, their center point in Brady Manic, and then you have all of this talent around him and it just works now. Yeah. And the rotation, right. You've, you've kind of figured out your role, your rotation and Manic and Garcia weren't the best playing uh, together. You could see it defensively more than anything else. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think a part of it, honestly, they've been better without Dawson Garcia. I hope his family's well back home. But uh, but Carolina's been better without him. Yeah, it, it just allowed guys to play. It just allowed it shortened the rotation, and, and he didn't have to look over his shoulder. Yeah. Before, if he made a mistake, and and people were attacking him, and Kill he him. would come out because t- people were, you know, that was a scouting report in the league. It was like, all right, where's Brady Manning? And then they right. were attacking him, and then you yeah. felt the need to be like, all right, let me get him out. 
Now it's like you got to make this work. Leave him out there. Let him figure it out and play within that. And he's flourished under that. Got his he's confidence up. Get, and he yeah, gets his confidence up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't just confidence in his ability. It was his confidence to be able to go cuss somebody out. Like, it, it's it's hard if you are someone transferring into a program as a senior, right. as the new guy on the roster, coming off of the bench to step up and cuss out the guy that's supposed to be the lottery pick, right? right. To step in there and cuss out the guy that is the, yeah. that, that is the first-team all-conference center. Like, that is a difficult thing to do. But when you're in the starting lineup and you start winning games and you're playing this role and people are like, you know what, he's kind of doing some good things out here and you're hitting big shots and you're going for 26 points, like, all of a sudden, then you can sit there and be like, Caleb, get your shit together, man. What the fuck was that shot? You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden your voice carries a little more weight. So I think it was, it was a lot of things there and it might just be something where they started, they just figured it out and they put it together and they started winning. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that you started seeing more consistent minutes for Brady Manning. Well, I, I also feel like I, you wonder, and, and I kind of equate this a little bit to the Boston Celtics over the last month or so and how they played and everybody telling them you guys suck. You guys suck. You can't play together. You suck. And they hear it over and over and over. And finally, you're like, screw this. Like, I'm going to show them. And and I feel like Carolina was that way too. You're soft. You're soft. You're soft. You can't guard. You can't guard. And finally, it was like, F you. F you. I'm Mm going to show you I I do have some shit to me. And and they stepped up and give them credit. And Hubert's figured it out of – I mean, again, I said the narrative for Hubert, it, it is amazing, isn't it? What the NCAA tournament and one game in the regular season can do in completely flipping the narrative from somebody that I, I've said it. I mean, I said it three weeks ago. You know, was he the right hire for Carolina? I was questioning it. Wasn't saying that they should fire him. Certainly was saying give him another year or so and let's see what happens. But um, you'd rather have success in the tournament and against Duke at Cameron on Coach K night than uh, the first two and a half months of the regular season, wouldn't you? And you, and you know what? Maybe we should have given uh, the, the new head coach a little bit of time to try to yeah. figure out the roster. Let me ask you this, RC. You are – I'm going to put you in Shaheen Holloway's shoes, right? We've seen the way mm-hmm. that you can beat Kentucky. We've seen the way that they beat um, they beat Purdue, which is kind of muck it up. Uh, find a way who you can help off of. Make sure you dig down on the big guys. Uh, find a way to get those big guys pulled out and put into space on the perimeter. Hope you guys make plays, Right. Is that the same game plan against North Carolina? Because their roster build is really not all that different from what Kentucky's is and what Purdue's was. Well, I think the difference is that they Brady Manning can can shoot it. You're not going to make a living. You're not beating him unless unless they're just off. You know, you mm-hmm. you got to guard him. You got to guard Love. You got to guard Davis. Now you can leave open Leaky Black, and you can't guard Armando one on one. So they're going to have to do something there. But they're also going to be able to attack him. You know, they're going to attack those guys. They're going to put Amando in space and, and, and attack on the perimeter. They're going to attack uh, Man- Brady Manic on the perimeter. So it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see that they're going to have a chance. Now, again, Carolina's playing as well as anybody. They're, they're playing better than those teams that they played against. I'd say they're the, they're the hotter team coming in. And, you know, you, you know, it's – oh, my gosh. I got to watch another Duke and Carolina Final Four. <laughs> oh my god. I just hope no, the just... best part will be we'll be with you in New Orleans. I know. I having to think gotta... about oh, this every man. day. Every We're gonna day. bring it's more gonna be, Carolina. So... Oh. And do you know players. how drunk RC is gonna be by, oh. by the time we get to that last show on Friday? And for It'll the people that don't know, nightmare. 
We're going to be at Gordon Biersch, uh 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, local time on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And we're going to be there 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. local time on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Gordon Biersch, 200 pointers. Av, uh, if Shaheen Holloway ends up getting to the Final Four, uh, I think it's fair to say he is going to be the next New York Knicks uh, head coach. All right, Goodman, <laughs> we're going to go to your region. We are going to go to Kansas. We're going to go to Miami. Uh, how do the Hurricanes get past the Jayhawks? And is Remy Martin now the most uh, the most influential player in this tournament? It's crazy what he's been able to do. And I, I talked to him about it for a while um, over the last couple of days. And he's been hurt all year. And he never told Bill Self this. You know, I talked to mm-hmm. Bill about it, too. And Bill was like, I didn't really know he was hurt. And finally, you know, he kind of went to him and he was like, all right, you want to play through it for a while? We'll see how that works. All right, so he plays through it. And finally, Bill went to him, and he's like, we're shutting you down. We're shutting you down. You're not going to keep playing through this. This isn't working. You're not able to move. You know, in that that Kentucky game where they got blasted, he looked terrible. So they shut him down. And, and now he said, I said to him today, I'm like, how do you feel? Like, what's the percentage? He's like, no, no, 100. He's like, I feel the best I have all year. I feel completely healthy. And – not only do you have him at 100%, but there's not a lot of mileage on him lately. Right. He's so I think fresh, I mean, fresh, and he can go. And it just gives him that dimension now where they didn't have anybody like that. You know, what do you do at the end of the game? All right, Dewan Harris? Yeah, like he, he's a great defensive player. but it, it's, it's more than yeah. that. It's more than that. Like at this point, every coach knows every call that these other teams have, right? Like Ed, Ed Cooley could, could diagram every play sure. that Kansas was running when it was called. Uh, and then what Remy does is when the other team knows what you're doing, you can't run anything. You just give the rock to him and say, go get us a good one. He's right? made him that much. He's made him that much better because you're right on the calls. All you do all year long is you calling up everybody, you know, in their leagues and getting all everything right. about them. And you know, everything that's coming, but now. Abaji gets open a little bit more, you know, Wilson get that. Everybody McCormick will get an open look. Everybody gets more freedom now because now you got to guard that dude he can flat out go so you gotta he, you know he's on the, he's he's the he'll he becomes the focus of the scout report i think like you yep. gotta uh, contain him now yeah. guys we no, got 30 seconds we got we got 30 seconds or 30 seconds here so jeff really quick give me your final four picks is it kansas north carolina kansas north carolina Duke, and villanova baby what, oh, what a final four guaranteed 50 percent. what do you got rc kansas north carolina yeah i think it's yeah I'm there as well. Listen, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark. Coach K is back in the Final Four. Jay Wright is back in the Final Four. We will see if we're going to get four blue bloods there as well. Uh, So this has been the Field of 68 After Dark for Randolph Childress, for Jeff Goodman and his cookies. My name is Rob Dost. (laughs) Awesome. All clear. Thanks, Luke. All right. We got anything in the chat? We got any questions in the chat? What's going on, chat? How we doing, chat? It's been a while. Chat, 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 chat's chat, doing chat, well. Chat. Chat's picking up a little bit. We got a question for the wonderful Randolph Childress. Say North Carolina defeats St. Peter's. Who do you personally want to win that game, Duke or North Carolina? Ooh, I, yeah, I want to know this one, too. This you're is about to question. make me curse. I don't That's give a rat's good. ass which one. I, <laughs> no, no I, 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 I honestly, I don't care. I, I, but I will say this. I, on a serious note, I, I, I truly respect what Coach K is doing and what he's done in his career. And, it, and it's, it, it would be a storybook ending. 
if he was to win. Like, it, it, it's fitting for the greatest college coach that ever do it to go out on a national championship team. But I also have a, a tremendous amount of respect for Hubert. Hubert's following two of the top 10 greatest coaches to ever do it as well. I mean, Coach Smith and, and Roy are up there on that list. And, you know, you know, we talk about Shire not wanting to follow a guy. This guy is following two of the greatest coaches to ever do it at a blue blood. And, and for them to start out the year that they had, and we all were critical of him. The Carolina fan base was critical of him. Right. And and that for them to be where they are right now, that that's, you know, it's credit to him. So I th- that would be how I was side. I'm happy for, you know, being an ACC guy. I'm ha- I'd be happy for either school, but I but a preference, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't care who won. I, I, I want to ask you guys this. RC wants a tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want something never right. happened before. Right. Yeah, no, what you want is you want them both to uh, to end up getting positive tests and the other side of the bracket just becomes a national championship game. That's, that's somebody what you else want. in. What's the rule? That's What's what the rule this year? Yeah, you got to summon out. You got to summon another ACC team in. Oh, wow. Look at that. Wake Forest. The final yeah, four. How did that happen? <laughs> how much, Jeff, how much leeway does this get, Hubert? If it, like, uh, I'm, oh, if he gets it, even if he doesn't get four years, if he, four years. It changes the what, narrative. Okay, right. what happens if they lose to St. Peter's tomorrow? Is it still the same thing? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but you still went to the Elite Eight. Like, next to your name in year yeah. one, Elite Eight. Oh, by the way, you beat you beat Duke on Coach K night, too. That's that's the other thing in parentheses. So, um, yeah, no, he, he's – listen, he's got four years of equity built up on going to this Elite Eight and beating Coach K. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. If, if they if they if they get to the, the final four in a national championship, it wouldn't shock me if they extend them. No, they they will. Of course, they, they'll they, extend they, them. They, they, they'll just but come again, in and make the announcement right then and there. But that's dumb. Okay, so so in my opinion, again, and I'll use this as an example last year, a little bit different. But Oregon State, Wayne Tinkle goes to the Elite Eight last year, and they give him a a, a new deal with like fifteen million guaranteed. And it's the dumbest shit ever because he wins three games this year and he wins one game in conference play. And where the hell is Wayne Tinkle going? You're 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 bidding against yourself. It's dumb ading. And to me, where's Hubert going? Now he did a great job this year, but like, all right, let's wait. We want to see another year, Hubert. We saw the regular season, and to be honest, you were disappointing in the regular season until the final game. You were. Kind of like we talked about the ACC earlier, right? You were yeah. disappointing, and then you flipped Hold it. Hold on. Guys, we have a very important very important question in the chat that just came in. Yeah. Um, okay. Casey Kennedy wants to know. Uh, he told the chat that if St. Peter's wins the national title, he is going to go buy a peacock, and he wants to know how much a peacock <laughs> would cost him. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Can, can anybody Google how much a peacock is? I, I don't know. We need to find out. We need to have him at the show yeah. in New Orleans. He needs to come to New Orleans. I mean, I bet I, you could buy a peacock down there in New Orleans somewhere, right? I guarantee they got peacocks in New Orleans. All right. So if if St. Peter's gets there, Rob, you're getting in a little bit earlier Wednesday. Do you think you could scout out maybe buying a few peacocks? I could look it up. I could figure I it mean, out. I mean, imagine Toster rolls in. To, to, to. I'm bringing. Hey, look! If they make the final four, I'm going to buy two peacocks. I'm going to get leashes. I'm going to bring them to Gordon Beers. We are going to have peacocks on the shelf. Hey, that's what well. we're doing. 
That's what we're doing. Uh, All right, I got Dagan. a I got a or producer Dagan. bomb. The price of a grown peacock on average costs yep. anywhere between yep. thirty five and two hundred and seventy five dollars. That's right. it. What? We'll That's buy like twenty of them. Thirty five dollars. Thirty. It's thirty five dollars for a grown peacock. What is a group wow. of peacock called? Like you got like a flock of birds, right? What's a group of peacocks called? Now you're asking too many questions, Rob. Come on here. <laughs> That's right. You ain't got time to Google that one. <laughs> 35 to $275 for a peacock. We'll buy a flock wow. of peacocks. Yeah, I'm sure we can get a few of those up on set. <laughs> Actually, well, what we well, should well, do, what we should do is get a peacock. Don't uh, tell T.O., and we'll open his at night. We'll open his door at night. It's our tell room. <laughs> <laughs> Let the peacock in. Agree with that. Oh man, we need some night. We need some night camp footage or something. And, and Doster knows. Hey, Doster, of anybody knows it, it, from me what I will do. I would absolutely do it. No, uh, no I, questions asked. RC, I'm going to warn you right now. Goodman <laughs> loves pranking people. Loves pranking yeah, people. Bad. You, bad. Like you need to, you need to, you need to be careful down there. Be you careful. Need to be on guard, huh? Okay. Be on guard. According according to Squirrel in the chat, a group of peacocks <laughs> is known as a muster. So muster. If, <laughs> if, if 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 St. Peter's makes it to the final four, I'm going to buy a muster of peacocks, thirty five dollars a pop, and bring them into Gordon Biersch. It's going to no, be. Awesome. Gonna, we're letting them in Tio's room. That's what we're doing. Imagine waking up to five peacocks in your room at three o'clock in the morning. We should just have him already delivered before he gets there. Just open his room up and have him sitting in there. Okay, this might be the best question we've ever gotten from the chat. Uh, this is from Josh Gillum. And he wants to know what does the two hundred and seventy five dollar peacock do that the thirty five dollar peacock can't? <laughs> that is damn good question. It's a lead level question. That's a big time question. That's a high what major question, right? There. The the thirty five dollar peacock only has a tail, but you got to pay at least two hundred to get the one that has it spread out, right? Oh, Maybe it might be a low. Like like RC said, it's like the low major peacock compared to the yeah, high major peacock. Yeah, it's a high major peacock. That's all. It's the number of little eye things that they got on them. You know how they, those little circles on their feathers? That's what it is. Oh, man. This one off the road. Right, no I, I got you. I got you. We got some actual good basketball-related questions in the chat. Uh, all right, here we go. I don't, all right, here we go. Do I don't we have to answer the basketball? Do we have to answer the basketball? Like like can we have we more do. like We're not random. a peacock <laughs> show yet. It may be a peacock show if St. Peter's wins tomorrow night, but not yet. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 King said we have to change the name from Field of 68 to Muster of Peacocks. Hey, good transition. Muster of Peacocks. Noah King's asking good real questions here, and I'm going to tweak his questions slightly. Uh, if you had to pick one player from the teams remaining in the tournament that you want on your team at this point, who's the player? The one player you want on your team? You know my answer. Colin Gillespie? Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm taking that dude. Now, I don't know if he's got enough around him anymore without Justin Moore, his sidekick, and I still say Justin Moore is the best 35% three-point shooter that I have ever seen in college basketball because I felt like every time the ball left his hands, it was going to go in the basket. 
uh, and it's a, a huge blow for Villanova. But I just trust Colin Gillespie. He's a he's a damn robot. He makes every right play. Now again, he's not the most talented dude in the world, and he's also like an incredible leader and extension of the coach on the floor. Uh, but they all play like robots. He's, he's, he's he so had me tough. jumping off my sofa tonight. I don't know if y'all pay no attention to it, but if you go back and watch the five minute mark, they came out of a timeout, cutting the game down. It was a t- it was close, and he gets it. Houston's making a run. He got it on that right wing. Yeah. He snatches it left and hit him with the hezzy, and my man jumps and he crosses it back and pulls up. I about jumped off my sofa tonight. It was right at the five mm-hmm. minute mark. It was the first bucket to get them kind of pulling away at the end. That that was the, the it, it made it forty four forty right. Ooh. That play is I, it, that the shot? It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, that was I know a, exactly. Yeah, that I was a exactly big time move. It's big time move. I would go with Paulo too. I, I I think he's kind of when when Duke's in trouble. He stops all them jump shots and just get to that mid post and then goes to work. You know what's been really good about um, Paolo in this tournament? I feel like they didn't really do it against Virginia Tech, and they didn't. It didn't really happen against North Carolina. And I feel like when when Duke loses, they forget that Paolo Bancaro. If you get him isolated, like nineteen feet from the bucket, just get him, get him on someone that you know cannot guard him, and just say go. That's that's Duke's best best offense, and it feels like when they lose, they go away from that. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the mid post. Like I, I, he reminds me a little bit of, um, of Carmelo where it's not the most, they're different in the way that they get these buckets, but the stuff that he does great is not going to be the most efficient thing. Like Carmelo get you. He's going to be hitting like 21 foot jumpers all day long, long twos all day long. And it's not the most efficient shot, but it works for him. Same thing with Paolo. Like just isolate him, get him on a, get him on the elbow and just let him go. You're going to be sufficient for them. Yeah, it works for him. Yeah, it, it it's not him. it's not the most efficient shot in basketball, but you like you 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 need that from him in those moments. And and Duke will be at their best when they get that from him. You know, does that make sense? I still would take Gillespie though. I, it's one of those things where we you know, we get so analytically driven right now. There's a plenty of guys in the NBA that's gonna have Hall of Fame careers being mid-range shooters. And he can he he, he just needs to be a guy to take some threes when they're available. Get in that mid post and just go to work, and because he, he's going to shoot it at a high clip, a lot of guys won't, but he will. It's a good shot for him. Yeah, the most important thing about being a three point shooter is that teams come out to guard you. It's the threat right. of the shot, right. the space that it creates. Um, where would Doug Eddard be on your list of uh, players <laughs> that you have to have on your team? <laughs> Colin Gillespie, Paolo Bancaro, well, Doug the Eddard. same place. The same place he'd be if he showed up at the playground and and you were picking dudes. He probably might be picked behind me if 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 you yeah. looked at everybody at the playground. He's in my rotation. He's coming off the bench for me. But he's but he's in a rotation. <laughs> he I mean, th- there's there's never been someone, you know how they say they got like the looked apart all-stars, right? <laughs> there's there's never there's never been someone that has looked less the part than a basketball player than Doug Eddard. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Yep. I, and they run, know, they run shit like he's not it's not just like he's not just standing out there and shooting either. Like they legitimately run shit for him at the end of games. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. game they try to get him coming off a pin down or getting come get him coming off a curl. Like Shaheen trusts him to make the right play in a big moment. All right, so I have it's one just, for you guys. I have one for you guys. Is Kansas the clear cut favorite today? I, I said they were no, last Duke, night, I think. Duke, Duke. 
Duke's me. But Duke has to get through now Carolina or maybe St. Peter's, but let's say Carolina, where now Kansas has to get through. Duke, Duke, Kansas has to win two games to get to the national title game. All right, so that's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair, but Kansas also gets Villanova without without Justin Moore. No, I I hear you. And six hours ago, I would have said that Kansas was probably the favorite. I wouldn't call him clear cut, but right now I would say it's Duke. No, you wouldn't have. Because six hours ago, Justin Moore was healthy. So you wouldn't have said that. You might not have. That's what I'm saying. Like, like if Kansas, if you have confidence, Kansas is going to get past Miami, then they get Villanova without Justin Moore. Now, again, there's a lot of intangibles here, right? Like Duke might get St. Peter's, but you're going to say most likely Duke's going to get North Carolina and Kansas gets Villanova without Justin Moore. Kansas then, if this all happens, Kansas is the, the, the favorite. Road. Kansas the is the favorite. Road. They've had the easier road. And, and I think they're playing great basketball. Well, I shouldn't say great basketball. Great defensive basketball. And offensively, no, they're, gotten, they're, playing, they're playing great basketball. I'll, I'll, no, you, no they were right bad. Def- they're bad offensively. They were bad the other night offensively. Other than Rem. Yeah, but you they know were why? not good. You, you know why? You know, you know why? Providence. Providence. Providence they is a good defensive team. And they they're well coached and they're well scouted. Like yeah. that's all the, the reason why. And and you've been saying this all season long. So I, I will actually give you credit for this. You've been saying all season long, the key for Kansas is going to be getting Remy Martin healthy. Yeah. And now he's healthy. And now you have a game breaker. Now you have a dude. Yeah. They didn't have that before where you could just right. give someone a rock and say, go make something happen. That's he not Oshad. That's not Christian. No, and he yes. makes contested tough shots and he makes something out of yeah. nothing and you yeah. need that in the tournament you need someone that can make something out of nothing you Duke know what has else multiple guys ochai. that can make something ochai yeah. the great thing of ochai right now like a year ago ochai i'd be super scared of him right now because his confidence i'd be worried about his confidence because he didn't have that now you could just see it in him today he's like i'm so happy We've won, and I haven't even played well. And, and like, he's got that swagger to him. He's got that. So, like, I don't think he's going to come in overthinking it, RC. Like, you had that swagger. You had right, that right. confidence. You could go 0 for 10, and it didn't matter. Ochai, a year ago, if he went 0 for 5, it was in his head. Now, doesn't matter. I think having that guy, like you said, having Remy there – changes Helps. everything for him and for that yeah. team they know yep. you know it, it just makes it easier for everybody now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. greg what else we got just want to say my brain's still in a puddle because you guys have all watched paulo bancaro this tournament and you all consensus just chose a guy who played 34 minutes tonight with one for six from the floor and one assist as the one player you take but that's okay a uh, couple questions from multiple people in the chat Jeff, I don't know if you want to get into this or not, but they're wondering what happened with Dane Fife at Indiana. Uh, no, I'll, you know me. I'll get into anything. I don't. I don't. Jeff's had Dane. four blue moons. You could literally, you could ask him his social security number. He'd tell you right <laughs> and, now. And and a little bit of a Miller High Life, which is disgusting, <laughs> by the way. Miller High Life is nasty. All right. I, I'm going to tell you why Miller High Life got that name as soon as you, you talk about All Fife. Right. All right. So here's the thing. with Fife and Woodson. Oil and water. Dane Fife likes to talk a lot. He likes to talk a lot. And Woody kind of, you know, like that's not Mike Woodson. You know, it comes from the NBA background and doesn't talk much and just wants to do his thing. And, you know, I think Dane just talked too much. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those are a lot of those, you know, it happens all the time where coaches yeah. are like, would you shut the. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and it wasn't necessarily right here that he was talking. It, it might've right. been outside the, the, the huddle outside the building. It, right. it might've been a little bit everywhere, but hopefully Dane, you know, finds another spot, but man, Woody fired him and then he ran him over on the way out. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Which I was a little surprised about because that's like IU on IU crime, right? Like that, that was a little surprising, but you know, to each their own. Whatever he said to your point, though, he must have went out and said something to someone, kind of getting back at Mike that he didn't like that Mike was doing. And Mike kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to come back and kind of drive the bus over your ass. Yeah. For Mike Woodson to do that. Right. Again, Mike Woodson, known as a high, yes. high, high character human being. Right. For him to do that, he felt like he had been wronged. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So Miller High Life. The reason it's called Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, is because uh, when, uh, when back in like World War II, when they were when all of the men in America were off uh, fighting the war, uh, Miller still needed to sell beers, so they were trying to find a way to market it to women. So they called it High Life, the champagne of beers. That's why it's, and it's kept that name. And now it's the worst beer imaginable. But they were trying to sell it and market it as like the the best beer that you could get. The tastiest beer, the classiest beer. And now it's like, when I go to a dive bar and it's like, yeah, give me a a shot of rail bourbon and a Miller High Life. That's, that's what it is. It's like when you're trying to decide, do I want to drink this PBR? Do I want to drink this Natty Light? Or do I want to drink this Miller High Life? That's where we're at with it. I want let me ask you guys. Moon. Let me ask you guys this: If we get the four blue buds in the final four on yeah. the show, which one of the guys would you want to talk to of their former players? Uh, what do you mean of the of what? any of them? It, who would be your favorite UNC or oh, favorite um, any, UNC guy to talk to of if the I, four if blue I could, buds? If I can go through each one, one. All right, let's go through yeah, each yeah, team, one each right. program. Where yeah. we go? All right. We'll that's what I was Duke. thinking when we let's said let's with start with Blue no, Blue. Let's, let's start. No, no, let's start on the other side of the bl- the bracket. Right, right? Right. Let's start Villanova. Start Villanova. Good I mean, You go first. Villanova. Um, none of them have like a ton of. Talked to Jalen Brunson recently. Uh, who's who? I mean, I love Easy Ed. Like Easy Ed's good, but he's chill. He's a little chill. Like I'm trying to think who who don't I know well. Uh, you guys jump in if you got one, because I'm still thinking uh, about a former Villanova guy that I, oh, boy, I don't know. Dwayne, Dwayne McClain. No, mm. I, I would want, I, I think, I think it would be Ed Pinkney. I think Ed Pinkney's the guy to get the going. story, to get the stories from that 1985 team in that 1985 run. Right. That's, that's the one you got to get either him or someone like a Corey Fisher or a Corey Stokes that could tell you all about how bad it got under Jay Wright but from like 2010 to 2012. Those are the two for me. Now, you know, those I, other guys I like go Br- Brunson no. or Pinkney was going to be the guy. I go, I go Kyle Lowry. I go Think Kyle about, Lowry. Oh, yeah, that's a great yes. one. That is I a go Kyle one. Lowry. Yeah, you see, there's no bullshit with Kyle. Like, I love yeah. Easy Ed again, but I've talked to I talked to Easy Ed all the time. So, like, yeah. that one for me would be I want somebody I can't necessarily talk to, and and I haven't talked to that, Kyle, and, and I want to ask Kyle too. Kyle, here's a great one. I, I think I've said this before, but I remember years ago, first time I saw Kyle Lowry, RC, you'll like this slam dunk to the beach. I'm young at this point. I'm probably 25 years old. 
maybe the second year I'm covering Slam Dunk to the Beach, which was the best high school event, period, back then. It's in Lewis, Delaware. And I'm sitting next to Joe Jones, okay. now the head it's, coach. It's not it's not Lewis. It's Lewis, Delaware. Really? You sure? Lu- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Lewis. It's not Lewis. I don't know. I used to call it Lewis. But you, listen, you pronounce everything wrong. So my <laughs> guess is I, it's Lewis, Delaware. So I'm going with Lewis until somebody actually who knows what they're talking about tells me otherwise. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting uh, under move. the basket next to Joe Jones, who was with the Villanova assistant coach at the time, now the Boston University head coach. And we're watching this kid, uh, Kyle Lowry. And I think Jay Wright, early on in his tenure, he must have told Joe to, to watch him. And we're watching him. Both of us look at each other. We're like, man, I, I don't think he's good enough for Villanova. And uh, how about that? Like this dude, not only is he good enough for Villanova, he, he's an NBA all-star. He's a, a you know, an NBA champion. Um, he is just tough as shit. He fits it. Yep. Yep. So that would be my Villanova one. Yeah. Who do you, who's, who's yours, RC? Easy Ed. I, I was going to say somebody like that. I, I would go to either the 80, you know, someone from the 80s, or I would have went with more recently, just was, you know, like Brunson, somebody that could add some context to them trying to win a national championship or something like that. All right, let's do, uh, let's do Kansas next. Mm. Kansas. Who, who would be the guy, Kansas, that you'd want to talk to the most? Like, like Danny Manning's the nicest dude in the world, but again, kind of like yeah. Easy Ed. Paul, he's like, Paul Pierce. I say Paul yeah. Pierce. Would you yeah. smoke weed? And would you want to be smoking weed <laughs> no. while you're talking to Paul Pierce? No, our Paul so Pierce. You get the 100%. real stories. Look, right? you don't. Paul Pierce, we don't. We, we don't. RC doesn't need to bring Danny Manning on here to have a conversation yeah. with him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, go, I go with Paul Pierce on that one. That'd be a lot of a lot of different stories on that one. I, I, Paul would get my vote. That's what a good one. Brand, what about Brandon Rush? I would go. I would go. Sharon Collins. Sharon Collins is entertaining as hell. <laughs> yeah, he'd have some stories too. He's I nuts. mean, he, yeah, Sharon would be good, but I, Paul, Paul would be elite. I mean, Paul's elite, and and I'm sure he's got some some great stories. I mean, the Morris twins, mm. like their stories about shooting the 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 BB gun or whatever they're shooting the, out the window. Um, I mean, they they must have. I know they they had some shit. I mean, Joel. How about Joel? Oh, like come on! You wouldn't want to have Joe. Like honestly, more than Paul Pierce, you wouldn't want Joel sitting there with no, us. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. No, come no. You know who? You know yes. who? What I would want? Yes. No, you Joel. know what I would want? Joel. No, yes. no, more than Joel. I would want Andrew Wiggins to come on so I could ask him two questions. <laughs> one, one, whether or not he thought that the fact that he didn't look you in the eye meant that yeah. he wasn't going to be a good NBA player. Okay. And two. Yeah. If, according to Jeff Goodman, he was actually a worse basketball player than Aaron Kraft. I never said worse. I said I would rather have Aaron Kraft that year in college. <laughs> and you know what? Andrew Wiggins had, said, six, he had six points in that game against Stanford in, in the NCAA tournament. So I was proved correct. All I'm saying is you would rather have Aaron Kraft. That Actually, honestly, that's kind of like us saying we'd rather have Colin Gillespie. Thank you. Thank run. you. Learn from your mistakes, boys. Come on. <laughs> one game. One game. Uh, all right, Greg the Carolina one. Go off on us for that. He was, if, he was if, ready. If anybody picks anybody other than one person for the Carolina one, they should be taken off this right now. 
Like there's no other, there's no other decision that could be jump man. Yeah. The logo. Come on. Come on. The logo. Really? Right. RC's like, yeah, I was, RC's like, I was texting with him yesterday. That's no, cool. I mean, I agree. That's I cool mean, and be, all. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, who yeah, are you gonna pick? Yeah, like who's number two? James Worthy. I would want to get somebody from that time if I could. I mean, me too. Me too. It would be ideal. I would want someone from that Worthy Perkins. I I like guys. Worthy. I interviewed Worthy when I was like fourteen years old. RC, my voice hadn't changed. Oh, this is great. Yeah, tell tell this. This is actually a great story. Tell the story how you got this. So my buddy and I go down. We're like 14, 15 years old. We go down to the Westin Hotel, the Copley Hotel in uh, in downtown Boston. And I don't know. We probably blew off school at that point. And I just went down. And uh, <laughs> James Worthy is in the lobby coming back from practice. And we asked him, hey, we work for our school newspaper. Can we interview you? And he's like, yeah, call me later at the hotel call me later tonight so we go back home and we're like oh shit like we never interviewed anybody nothing and uh we're like first of all we, we put together these lists of questions the dumbest dumbest fucking questions you've ever heard <laughs> yeah who was your idol when you were younger like what's your favorite color like the dumbest shit ever and then we're like all right how are we gonna record this thing well back then i don't you remember this was before doster's time but the only way to record the answering machines have these little micro cassettes in them, an outgoing and an incoming one. So you hit record on it. The problem was you hit record on it and it beeped every two seconds. And the other person could hear it as you're doing the interview. So literally doing the interview with James Worthy, I sound like I'm a 12 year old girl. I'm asking the dumbest fucking questions ever. And it's beep every two seconds. Beep, beep, beep. And James Worthy did the entire interview, didn't flinch. And wow. uh, I'll never forget it. I mean, again, never forget it. Like, who does that? Who does that? And uh, Michael Cooper did it also. So both both Coop and James Worthy. And uh, I should play it one day. I'd probably have them somewhere. Um, and you guys can make fun of me for how bad it was. But <laughs> that's the first interview I ever did. Um, can I just tell you that Frank Martin is absolutely teeing off on people on Twitter right now? There are guys going at him. One guy says, how much of a haircut did you take off of the 1.8 million they were offering Schmidt when you got the job? And Frank Martin said, I don't have hair, therefore I don't need a haircut. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> He's going man. at him, man. Frank's the best. Frank, Frank got on the, the stream everyone, the other night, RC. five. He, he closes his deal with UMass. Literally, as he's starting the show with us, he he, he left the the prep. He left go, the rundown to go take a phone call, right? And he's like, "Yeah, we Finish just right. we just I don't want to say too much, but he basically yeah. was like, yeah, it's it, it's, it's done. done. We just mm. we just locked it up right there. <laughs> and he did <laughs> next hour and a half. Next hour and a half, next, literally uh, didn't flinch. Just and the whole yeah. the whole time he's like, I'm not employed. <laughs> I don't have anything to worry <laughs> about here. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, I, all right, so. Let's let's go back to the uh, the conversation about who we would want to talk to. Yeah, I, I need I need a, I need a clarification here, Jeff. Okay. So when you say who we would want to talk to, is it me in particular, or is it like us, the Field sixty eight group all together? For what? For the, who we would want to talk? Is it me in particular, or is you, it like the you you well, who, individual? Okay. Who you but is it a one on one conversation, or is it like having them on the show? 
because I would show. want to talk to Michael Jordan. I'd want to talk to Tyler. There's lots of people from North Carolina that I would want to talk about from a yeah. strictly content perspective. Number two on the list from North Carolina that I would want to talk to is Jeff McGinnis, because I know oh, that Randolph Childress is going to be right there. So he can, we could ask him about this. So we could ask him about, come on, could you ask about why, why are you on the floor over there? What are you doing? What are you do? Hold on. Let me just let me just hit this shot right here real quick. <laughs> so we can ask him what it feels like to be a meme. OK, that's what I would want. You know, what's funny on Seriously, I I thought about doing something with that in order to because people just want I mean, they ripped this dude with this. And I really and I know it bothers him. And I really wanted to say to him, like, after all this time, like, all right, you know, we, we obviously didn't know what what this was going to happen, you know, turn into. But he, you know, the way he acts now. Yeah. But let's have some fun. Like, is he is he in a place to have some fun with it? Right. Or yeah. is you he in hope. a place to? Right. Or is he? If he's not, then addressing it. So I, I would. I'm going to find out at some point because I would love to be able to. Who would you, you know, go to to find out? Like, is there a third party? I know Jeff. No, no, no. Oh, I know Jeff. I've been. I've been around him. I've seen him all the okay. time. I've, I've seen him quite a bit. I mean, we're cordial when we speak. Yeah. I just yeah. know. You know, when when he's alone and people get on him about it, that's just part of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when, when, hey, if that was you, <laughs> wouldn't you be a little salty about it, too? Oh, like, no, man, how bad. many people know about Jeff McGinnis for anything other than getting crossed over by yeah. Randolph Childress? Like, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. His career. Yeah, he, he had a successful NBA career. He's a really good AAU coach. I'm sure he's done a lot of things in his life that are that are that are uh, to be to be lauded, right? And the only thing people know him for is we're falling down when you crossed him, <laughs> and now he's a meme. So anytime someone wants to talk about getting dunked on or get crossed, he is that meme. I'd be yeah, salty yeah. as hell, too. I wouldn't want to talk to you either, RC. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, man. <laughs> All right, let's go, to, let's go to Duke. Who would you want to get on the show for Duke? Mm. Go, go ahead, RC. They got a bunch. I, I'm stuck between Ferry or Lakeman. Either Leitner. one, probably Leitner. more Lakner. I'd Leitner. say Lakner. He's gonna better stories. He, yeah, he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know gonna, what I mean? And he's and he's gonna tell it. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, hell yeah. yeah! I'd like to get him and Hurley. It. I would like to get him and Hurley together for the show. Yeah. Could we do? And that they're gonna and be them? there. I, I, and I know they're there. We I know we'd yes. be able to pull that off too because they're gonna be there. And they kind of. I mean, remember there was some yeah. some yeah. shit there between them. Yeah. You wonder, like, like them together. Would they have fun telling those stories now, or is Bobby still pissed at how like Christian treated him at times? Or you know, it'd be interesting. It's breaking Leitner. something story about it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's Leitner. No questions. Got to be. Got to be. Got to be. So really, we have the, options. The easy ones are are to me Duke, Carolina, Kansas. A little more difficult. We agree. Mm -hmm. And Villanova. We agree on Lowry or no. Can, can we can we trade talking to someone from Villanova to talking to like somebody else from in, literally any of the other schools? <laughs> the Villanova guys are they're just robots, man. Good. They're so they're so yeah. boring. Yeah. Josh Hart's probably Josh Hart's pretty good. He's, he's pretty a Chelsea good. fan. He's a yeah, Chelsea he's pretty he, he's fun. He's fun. He's a little more outgoing than a lot of. The, he's not like your typical Villanova kid. You know, he's got some more shit to him. I think. And Lowry, if you go back, they weren't robots. That's the thing. Like the A. Ray, the the Curtis Sumter, the Jason Frazier, the Nardi, those guys. Now Nardi's become a robot because he's got a coach under Jay right now. But uh, but yeah, like like Lowry would be 
good. I'm trying to think of who else. Early Kurt, on. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt's a funny guy. Kurt's a funny Kurt's guy. Kurt's awesome. Kurt's yeah, great. Kurt's, Kurt's, Kurt's a funny great. guy. But like, we, we don't have to. Why would he's on? We have, he has a podcast on our network. I know, but if we got them all, <laughs> what you got to do? Like, we got to get a bunch of those dudes down. We will. We'll. we'll like well, here's, that's what we'll here's, work here's what we would need. We would need to get Kurt and Jason Frazier and Alan Ray and Randy Foy and get them all to come together and let them kind of gas each other up. Because you know what? Especially good. especially if we're sitting in a bar and we happen right. to and just somehow there ends up being some kind of alcoholic beverage put in front of them <laughs> as they happen to be on the show. You know, things might get a little looser, might get a little bit more fun. Dang, right, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we can get a bunch of those guys. Mm-hmm. Greg, we got anything else in the chat? I was we could actually phone in Dagan. He's probably 21 glasses of champagne deep at this wedding right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I he, say, he, I, he's I think passed out. the he's chat's passed pretty out. tapped out at this point. Let's go to our cheers. All right. All right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, RC, you lead it off. I'm going to give it to the GOAT, man. Yeah. Coach K. Yeah. You know, Final Four. I mean, what else can you say? You know, can't. Some guys I turn mean, around. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Who would have? I mean, honestly, I, I'm surprised. Like, if you had told me that they were going to be in the Final Four at the beginning of the season, this final year, I, I probably would have been a little bit surprised. But, man, they've been great. It might be the favorite now. You know, the beauty of this is there's not going to be a clear favorite. All four teams, if, if, if again, if it what? Works out the look way how, we look how, look how much foam is in Goodman's beer right now. Look how what much the foam. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> what happened? What, what, what did you do? I don't do? even know. I have no idea. Right. I wasn't paying attention. All right, good. A lot of home there, though. <laughs> Miller High Life. Miller High Life, the beer of champions. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Moore. Uh, I'm oh, toasting yeah, Justin Moore because, man, I feel so bad. I love Justin Moore. I, I seriously, I think he's a pro. Um, I hope he 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 comes back strong just sucks it just sucks it really sucks for the kid because i think they could have won the whole thing with a healthy justin moore so justin moore feel mm-hmm. better my man and uh you you've had one hell of a season one hell of a career and get get better it's not it's not fair it's not fair no. to no that no. that that kind of an injury in this moment is just not like yeah just can you hear my daughter snoring from there yeah no can you yeah she's doing some serious snoring over here loud loud and clear Loud and clear. Um, So, I mean, I was going to go with Justin Moore. That was going to be mine. Uh, My backup was Coach K. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go to your third third string. Come on. Go deep. I got nothing. To to Edgar Walker. To Edgar Nothing. What what else could could there be? What else could there be? What else could there be? I don't know. Was there a player on Duke who played well, Robert? Not really. Really? Mark Williams didn't? Mark Williams didn't change that game in the first half. He was okay. He oh was my okay. God! Are you kidding? What about what about, about AJ Griffin? He was fine. You know he was all right. I, you know what I'm going to cheers to? I want to cheers to Pellegrino, who who has gotten at least at least fifty thousand dollars worth of brand exposure. I, I, from I RC. mean, <laughs> they ought to send me some crap to my house, man. <laughs> send you some what? They ought to send some bottles to the house or something now. Much exposure. They so, got. Some some crap to the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, here here's I'm I'm gonna cheers to uh I'm gonna cheers to um to New you Orleans. Cheers to a muster. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, gonna cheers to to a must to a muster of peacocks. I'm hoping that tomorrow the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, we are going to have a muster of peacocks. Uh, I'll we'll tell you the- what, if they win. Oh my T-O god. T.O. ain't gonna know what hit him in New Orleans. <laughs> <That's what laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but hey, listen, I hope we go we gotta give a $35 one, about three or four to thirty-five dollar one. <laughs> listen, RC, I'll I'll pay for four of the two hundred and fifty dollar ones. It don't matter, it'll be worth it if, if he marks in that room. And and I'd rather him oh not see, I'd rather do it when he's sleeping, somehow find a way to get him in there while he's sleeping. Then have him, when he opens the door and he checks in, it'd be a whole lot better if all of a sudden they wander in there when he's sleeping. <laughs> Wakes up. Oh, we man. gotta arrange that. I'll get oh, so much man. mileage out of those peacocks. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling they'll be coming with me down Bourbon Street. Yeah. <laughs> Goodman, Goodman's gonna be walking down Bourbon Street with with well, a leash in his monster. hand, like he's, like he's peacocks. a dog walker. <laughs> peacocks on leash. All right, Greg, end the stream. Right. Man. It's over. Later. <laughs> it's done.